0: Hello friends, welcome to Rugby Uncovered. Today we're going to be talking to Kate Alder. She's the captain of Wasps Rugby Club, one of the top teams in the Premier 15s. Welcome to the show, Kate.
1: Hi, uh, thanks for having me.
0: Well, it's great to have you on the show, Kate. How did you get into rugby?
1: Um, So I got into rugby when I was, I think I was about 12, 13. Um, And the, the story goes, my dad was a kind of mad rugby fan. He was Born and raised in Avonmouth, kind of southwestern western through. Um, so loved rugby and then ended up having two daughters and no sons. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I think with all the best will in the world, um, he waited till we were a bit older and then kind of said to both of us, please, can you give it a go? Um, I've had the best time playing rugby. It's so much fun. You make the best mates, the best memories. So he took me and my sister. I think he bribed me and my sister to go along to Clevedon Rugby Club where we lived at the time and kind of give it a go. My sister hated it and I loved it and the rest was history. <laughs>
0: Brilliant. So what's your first memory of actually playing?
1: Oh, well, my dad actually refed my first game. Um, <laughs> that's <and> handy. It... <laughs> but no, it wasn't because the oh. first the, the first touch of the game, obviously a uh, kickoff, and I caught it and knocked it on and he blew up. And I just remember going, Dad, are you serious? Oh, and he was no. like, well, a knock-on's a knock-on. So I thought I'd get some kind of preferential treatment, but I didn't.
0: <laughs> wow, that's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I remember it really well.
0: Part of the game has gone from actually like playing it to understanding how the referee might ref the game. And that 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 can play a part these days, can't it?
1: Yeah, I think I think it's a really good point, um especially from a captain's perspective. I've spent a lot of time chatting to refs about what are they seeing? What are the issues that that they're kind of perceiving and how can we play a quick game because especially with us at wasps, um we're maybe not the biggest team. So a lot of our strategy is playing quick ball. And a lot of that comes from the breakdown. And if a re- if you get on the wrong side of a referee at the breakdown and you're not getting that quick ball, it doesn't allow us to play the way we want to play. Mm. Um, we also had some superstition that when we played in white shirts, we got more penalties against us. So the white shirts have been scrapped. Oh, really? <laughs> Officially. <laughs> yeah, we're not allowed to play in white anymore. Yeah, she was like, we're clearly in the ref's eyes. So uh, the white shirts are a distant memory. But de- like, definitely, it comes to not just the way that you want to play, but the way that the ref wants to play. You've got to understand that. You know, we've had some overseas referees and they ref in a totally different way. So you've got to be malleable and you've got to be willing to understand what they're seeing, so you can play the way that you want to play.
0: So in it, during a game, you may have to tell your team to completely change your strategy just because of the way the ref's playing playing the game. So it's almost like a bit of a chess game in some ways. Would that be right in terms of your strategy?
1: Yeah, I think that's a really good phrase. It, it is like a chess game. If they are not liking you going for you know, counter rucks or going for the ball, and if they're just seeing the breakdown as a massive mess and you've got to leave it, um, and kind of get on your feet and fan the field as quickly as possible because that's the way that they want you to play. You'd be a fool to wait till half time to change your strategy because you just lost forty minutes of play. So yeah, definitely you've you've got to be on the ball with things like that. And refs do ref it so differently across the board. Um, so yeah, you've you've got to be willing to react game by game, almost minute by minute. And don't wear white shirts.
0: <laughs> yeah, don't wear white shirts. <laughs> Good tip. <laughs> Just to circle back f- from that first game that you played that your dad refed, tell us about how you got to where you are now. Uh,
1: the, the truth is, loads of mo- motorway miles, like hundreds, thousands of motorway miles, <laughs> is what went into it. Um, so I, I started playing in Clevedon, and then was lucky enough to be selected for Somerset. So kind of went through the trial process. Every other Sunday, we'd be my dad would be driving me to Plymouth and back. So it's like a two-hour drive there for an hour and a half training session. And two hours back kind of every other Sunday, mm-hmm. which at the time when I was at school, I didn't really realize that when you're an adult and you only get two days off because school is basically like days off, isn't it? And my dad was working full time. And on Sunday, I'd be like, are you ready to leave again? <laughs> so we just traveled up and down the motorway for hours. Um, he'd take me to tournaments up in Litchfield and rugby and and just kind of, he was so dedicated and never pushy, but kind of if an opportunity came up, he'd just be like, you've got to go for it. So he used to take me to county training and horrendous rain on Friday nights when he finished work. And yeah, we, we spent a lot of time on the road because back then you didn't have loads of local options um, because just not many people played rugby. So in in order to be able to kind of scrape together 30 people for a county or a regional training session, you had to really cast the net quite wide. But yes, yeah, so it kind of went play for Somerset and then Southwest. And then played for kind of whatever club had a women's team at the time. So played a bit at Hornets and then Yatton. And then went to uni in Exeter and was coached by Joe Yap. And kind of it all kicked off another level from there. Played for three years. Had a great time at uni, as most most people and especially most rugby players do. And then joined Wasps when I left uni in 2015.
2: And been there ever since. Brilliant. Tom? G- She's our coach. Men and boys at London Irish in the in the way that say um, Phil Neville, the the England international player, coached the women's team in football. Mm. Do you think this is the future where there'll be a, a a seamless crossover between men and women coaching each other's sexes?
1: I I kind of think it already exists. If I'm being honest, um, kind of I've been quite lucky because I've had lots of female coaches. In rugby, growing up, I had Joe Yap at Exeter um, and obviously Giselle now. But when you speak to Giselle about it, she she says kind of, it doesn't matter who's in front of me. I coach the way that the squad needs me to to coach. So I do mm. think it will be the future and I think it will continue to grow. But I think it's fairly seamless now. I've seen, you know, being on the seventh circuit, there's some amazing female Sevens coaches who are absolutely smashing these guys' teams and making them work really hard and seeing loads of success. And I think as long as you respect the person that's coaching you, it doesn't matter what gender they are or you are. If they've got good points mm-hmm. to make and you back them, then what it, it doesn't really matter. And I think we're seeing lots of that now, which is amazing.
2: Yeah, it's changed a lot in the last couple of years, hasn't it? um You you use the words fun and enjoyment um, when you talk about the game at wasps and yeah. i just wanted to know do you think these qualities are part of wasps ladies culture do you think it that change is inevitable when you reach the next stage towards professionalism and contracts and sponsors and all that which we hope will happen well some of us hope will happen yeah. in, in the distant future
1: yeah. do you think that's
2: inevitably going to change
1: I'd like to think it, it won't because ultimately you ask anybody who plays sport, a lot of it is for the enjoyment. Um, but there is going to be a shift, you know, as it gets more professional, as you're kind of in the public eye a little bit more, there are going to be elements of the game that change. Um, but I, you know, we have a lot of contacts kind of with male rugby players and I've had lots of coffees um, with guys who, who play at Wasps kind of full-time contracted. And mm. there are, you know there's two sides to every story they they get to have more fun in some elements and then we get to have more fun in others it's just a balancing act but it is it is going to change you know you look at the kind of likes of Barney Cleo and Poppy Cleo who social media and kind of public are in the public eye quite a lot that's gonna you know change slightly how they are but I think we'll always have fun I think rugby in itself we're really lucky that it is a sport that because you are putting your body on the line week in and week out you know Game by game with the same people, you've got to have an outlet and you've got to be enjoying it. Otherwise, what's the point? So hopefully the fun doesn't go out of it. I don't think it can at Wasps. The culture is many, many years old and it's always been like that.
2: You you seem to have the right coach in Giselle to to try and ensure that that stays in place. That's, That's my view of it.
1: Yeah. She, she loves fun. Um, she has mad ideas. So we've been, I mean, you name it and we've done it in terms of team building. We've done Michael Jackson's Thriller in the middle of France and we've done just weird and wonderful stuff <laughs> that's classified as team building. But definitely she, she, loves, she loves the kind of collaboration that comes with rugby and the culture that you create. And I think that lots of teams kind of have their USP, but I think the culture is something that Everyone in the everyone in the league knows wasps have an incredibly strong culture, and she loves that, and she's driven that kind of from the top. How are you coping with the lockdown at the moment, Kate? Yeah, so we've you know like a lot of teams have done. We've done lots of stuff on Zoom. So we have two weekly S and C sessions with our S and C coach, a guy called Adam, who is just amazing so now you know we're using it as a time to do a lot of what he calls like corrective work and strength and mobility so that when we do we are allowed back into gyms and stuff our our bodies are fighting fit and they are in better positions to kind of tackle all of these weights and stuff so we do that we've been doing quizzes we've got a girl called Misa who's adamant we're going to do some kind of 15 minute meal cooking show which is going to probably be a disaster but we'll wait and see will you put that on
0: live so we can like have a bake-off challenge that would be fantastic
1: (laughs) misa evans um she's responsible for all all of these 15 minute meal ideas and we've got got one of the girls running a bingo this week so again like the fact that we're still getting 20 30 sometimes 40 players rock up to these says a lot about the culture but yeah there's there's still a good culture lots of the girls are still in contact um, there's recipe clubs and book clubs and all that stuff roaming around. But, yeah, I would keep your eyes peeled for Misa Evans' 15-minute meals on Zoom. Excellent. should be interesting. <laughs>
2: Excellent. You'll have to wear your um, white shirt so you look like a chef. And yeah. <laughs> really guarantee it will.
1: So she's, she's telling us we all need to virtually score by what we think it would taste from ah, looking at it, so yeah. she's—I mean, she's she's an interesting character, but... <laughs>
0: but you could get you could get a partner to to score <laughs> it, couldn't you? So and that would be fairer. Uh, yeah,
1: exactly. Mm-hmm. Mine would probably give it a three, whether it's tasty <laughs> or not. So, is it biased? <laughs> That's a great idea.
2: Yeah. yeah. Um, Kate, one of the governing bodies recently expressed concerns that women's and girls' participation in rugby union is in danger of dropping off once post-COVID nineteen semi-normality has returned and I just wanted to run that past you what 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 are your thoughts
1: who knows L- like you really hope it it won't because it's been growing year on year kind of almost month by month for so long women's rugby is in such a good position and you just we're all just keeping our fingers crossed that that momentum keeps keeps building um, you need, again, you need people like sponsors and stuff to be putting it on social media and reminding um, girls and women that it is out there and it is an amazing option and, and to give it a go. But, you know, no one's been in this situation before. I don't think anybody can properly say what what's going to happen when we come out the back of it. But you never know. People might have loads of energy, loads of pent up <laughs> frustrations and rugby might be the exact answer that they need. <laughs>
2: Absolutely. It sounds like a good solution to all that pent up demand. Exactly. Lots of people have lots of lots of people have said that that they can only see the game strengthening as a result of all yeah. this stuff. Um, and, yeah. And exactly. it Exactly. Won't necessarily, as people are implying, push people to push women towards football or other sports. I, I, I don't see it at all.
1: No, neither do I, and I think if you know if people, if clubs and individuals and governing bodies keep doing their bit just to keep rugby in the forefront of people's minds. You know, people have got time to think about new challenges and stuff that they want to do and like asking it from the rooftops week in and week out. It's such a good sport just to give it a go and see what you think. So hopefully people will come out the back of this and go, you know what, let's give it a go and see what all the hype is about, because it's amazing.
0: I wanted to ask you about rugby X, and because yeah. you've, you, you've played, obviously you've played that, and it's it, it's a, it's an exciting game to watch, but it's it's very different. You you literally can't catch your breath, you can't you can't get up from the sofa while you're watching it to to grab a drink because you'll miss the action. What's it like being actually on the pitch and playing it as a game?
1: Oh, do you know it is a weird it. It's almost like um, the analogy that I'd use is, you know, when you do a workout and at the time you are in so much pain and you don't really know what's gone on, you know, if you're doing a broken bronco or something horrendous, but as soon as it finishes and you're all in it together, it's mm. amazing. Like we went up and trialed it and we ran against the England girls. On a, yeah, I, I was at work in the morning and then got changed in the toilets at work and got the tube to Rugby X and 45 minutes later we were playing against England. So it was all a bit mental. Oh my God. But but it is, it is like a trillion miles an hour. You don't know whether you're coming or going. You give absolutely everything you've got and you kind of reflect on it after because there's no reflection time. You don't have half times. You don't Mm. have conversions. So at the time, it's all a bit mental Mm. (laughs) and a little bit manic. But after the camaraderie, like all of the wasp girls were, we were knackered um, and our bodies really hurt. as they they do but you chuck it on um 4g indoors playing against contracted athletes and our bodies really hurt but it was after when you've reflected you're like my god that was amazing Mm. because it's it's all or nothing rugby it's you you know you don't have time to warm up into it and find your flow and try a few things it's like the whistle goes you give it absolutely everything you've got in the tank and then you stop yes so it's different
0: because you can't... have to go for a try. There's no other option, and they and yeah. the other team knows that that's what you're going for. So there's no other option, and so you, you can't rest. Basically, that's how. It no, works. yeah. And
1: there's loads of contact because the pitch is so small. Mm. It's it's just tackle after tackle after tackle. So for some people, it's their worst nightmare. You think about those drills you used to do as a kid when you were thinking, "Oh my God, I'm going to have to tackle loads of people." It's pretty much that mixed with the speed of sevens. So, and there's no, there's no, um, there's no subs. You're an active sub. So you're always on duty for the 10 minutes that's going on. So Mm. it is an interesting concept. And I don't think you can really explain it until you've, until your lungs have done it. (laughs) (laughs) And then you know.
0: (laughs) So, Kate, what would you say to a girl or a boy out there who's thinking of playing rugby and bearing in mind that, Rugby's a game that you can play, you can be heavier, you can be lighter, you can be smaller, you can be taller. That is one of the encompassing aspects of this game. What would you say to encourage someone to go out and give it a try?
1: First, I'd say just just give it a go. There's there's nothing to lose. If people don't like it, they don't like it. But I think the biggest thing I'd say is actually it's not... When you think about rugby, having played it for so long it's not just the actual sport and the physical side of it that you're signing up to. It's the whole, you people need to see r- rugby as a whole package. Yeah. Um, the experiences that you get, you know, I've traveled and I've played tens. you know, sunset tens and Ibiza. I've played in the Dubai main stadium. I've got, I've now through rugby got best mates in Hong Kong, South Africa, Kenya, all over the world. You know, you have these incredible experiences where, you're playing you know you're playing finals in torrential rain and people are sliding 30 meters on their belly in a tackle and just I'd encourage people to not just think about rugby as the actual sport itself but when you join a rugby team when you sign up when you put your body on the line on a Saturday it's all of these other amazing things that come of it it's this friendship it's you know crazy memories it's traveling it's the, you know highs and lows that come of winning amazing tournaments and losing and the dying moments so i just say for the sake of a half an hour session i've given it a go there is so much to gain
0: amazing that's amazing
1: can i ask you guys a question of course um what what do you guys think about um like the personalities of women's rugby players and by, by that i mean in, in the game there are so many big personalities you think about it it's quite an extroverted game But then quite often in interviews, people kind of, I don't know if we still feel we need to be quite kind of prim and proper because we're ladies and we're representing the sport. But you think about, you know, the big characters in men's rugby, like your James Haskells, your Ellis Genge's, your people like that and kind of the characters that they've built. Do you think that will come with women's rugby and kind of people's personalities will start to come out a little bit more as it gets more popular? Or do you think we're still kind of erring on the side of caution a little bit?
0: talking to someone like yourself you have your personality comes across it always has done in in every interview you're upbeat you're (laughs) you know um very eloquent and we're finding that 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 is what we're seeing across you know all i mean every player we've interviewed has has a similar style that is refreshing interesting and long may it continue so it doesn't sound like players are are, are kind of in their shell it seems like they're they're really you know they've got a lot to say and it's and it's just interesting I think where there's been the the kind of reticence to uh to approach the sport has been probably right at the beginning the first step where they've said well you know I wasn't sure if I should try it and you know, my dad wanted me to and my mum didn't yeah. and vice versa. You know, <laughs> mum didn't, yeah. Yeah, exactly. There might be somebody in the family who wasn't mm-hmm. keen on it. And, mm-hmm. you know, but, but in terms of uh, personalities, they're bursting out.
2: It's just it's just Amazing, excellent. okay. Tom, what, what do you think? This is what's delighted me so much since we got involved with the Tyrells Premier 15s. Yeah. That um, if, I, if I ask you, Kate, you've lost 76 nil. how does that make you feel? And, you know, this is a standard match-of-the-day football question, and we refuse yeah. to ask this sort of stuff, and we don't need to, as Paul said, yeah. because you guys have got opinions and thoughts and personalities yeah. and characters. <laughs> we would We would rather you talk as Kate, who has yeah. a life outside rugby, than mm-hmm. simply just to say, yeah, it was really tough, or, yeah, we got thrashed. We're really down because we're not. We really don't care. We want to find out about you. We want to know what you think. So it's a very long answer, but um, I feel quite strongly about it.
1: No, so so do I, and it's so refreshing to hear because I know, um, you know, in some like in when you kind of speak to some people, they kind of they almost tell you the answer that they want you to say first because you know you don't put a foot wrong because we're trying to build the brand and this and there are you know I've been on tour with some of you know the girls that play in the Tyrells and they're amazing they're Mm. crazy they are outspoken they've got such big personalities and I just wanted Mm. I just wanted to ask if those personalities are coming across because there are some amazing ones in in this league there (laughs) there really are so as long as it's really good to hear that you guys feel like they are getting their personalities across and we, we have got kind of something to offer in that perspective.
2: Definitely, I mean, well, there's, awesome. an inte- there's an intelligence there that that is is that surprised and delighted me from the start. Uh,
0: and also in terms of the quality of the games, you know, many people still don't know how amazing these athletes are. I was hoping that the rugby X uh, being televised would open people's eyes to how. You know, the women the women won, didn't they? The women's yeah. England's team won. So yeah. that was that was a, a massive boost. But to see how I mean, <laughs> see how fit you've got to be to play a game like that. Oh my god You know, you're not you're not gonna be you're not gonna yeah. see anything other than professional playing on a normal rugby pitch. So come out yeah. and see it. Come out and, and, and check it out um yeah but look the, obviously women's rugby is on an upward trajectory and long may yeah. continue and you you know you're at the cutting edge of it and long may that continue as well so Kate thank you so much for coming on the show
1: oh and, no worries thanks for having me It was and, a pleasure
0: and we really look forward to seeing you pitch side you know good awesome. luck good luck for everything <laughs> and take care and thanks so much no
1: worries well, thanks, thanks so much
0: can. see you soon guys we'll Cheers. You soon. thank you Bye. bye, yeah. bye. And thank you so much for listening. You know what this means. You've got to get yourself down to a rugby pitch as soon as the lockdown is over. Take care. Thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time.